It's hard to feel free when the world is crashing down around us and we're shut up in our homes practicing social distancing. But you don't have to feel trapped. You can write your way to freedom. Welcome to the Right Away Podcast. Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 101 of the Right Away Podcast. It is June 30th, 2022, as you're recording. I'm Chris Green with my co-host... AP Ridefleisch. Oh, goodness. It's been a week. How's your ride a week been? Yes. <laughs> it it's been, yes. um, yes. It's been a rough, like, waking up in the morning this week. I don't know why. It just happens sometimes. Still moving forward with the edits. I'm about a little under halfway through, and I wanted to be 60-some percent through. I have a couple days off from the day job, so I'm hoping to push forward on that and i have been plotting for the publish in six which is happening in like one day and you're gonna hate me chris <laughs> because we've been talking about from like, the last time we I talked changed i changed it again <laughs> from the we talked. i'm not even gonna talk about it but yes it's a completely different story <laughs> delightful <laughs> yeah yep put the pressure uh, yeah. on and jp's like, i don't know five million story ideas <laughs> I just, I like, I think that's what happens is I go into complete chaos and then I'll just, I'll keep flipping and changing and then eventually Until I find something. Until it's the start date. And I've put this in Notion because I'm using the same method Jeff and I use for nerds so that I can keep it at a specific length and I'm not going to be super concerned about it getting any longer because I've been really good at maintaining lengths when it's done this way. And I'm actually over 60% through plotting that one out. So I think that'll be good delightful um i finished up the book that went live today so i wanted to finish it up friday i did not finish it up until saturday because i had one of those chapters that um it was several scenes or ended up being several scenes as written in the outline it was just like final battle as i got to it it ended up being i think four scenes and six thousand words long for the chapter and the reason i didn't make those all different chapters it was all in one character's pov and for this series we just stick to one pov until we switch to the other one and that's the chapter is the pov but i finished it up mm-hmm. saturday um i procrastinated for about seven hours straight on writing the last scene which was in the middle of the book it was the one that my co-writer had been working on when she passed so i procrastinated for seven hours straight and then i finally just put on my big panties and finished it mm-hmm. and then the first round of editor was following behind me as i wrap things up. I was able to go through edits very quickly after that and then submit it. And now it's live and I need to start on the next books. I put the next two books up for pre-order, giving myself a fairly long runway. I really like pre-orders because it captures the reader's interest when they finish the book. I put a link in the back of the book. They're able to be like, oh, yes, I do want that. I don't have to work as hard as at telling them, hey, this exists. And the commitment helps me as well so that I know what I need to be doing and what time frame. And I've given myself a very generous runway. What I would like to do, what I'm very bad at doing is to sit down and start writing it in the next couple of weeks and just plunk it at a thousand words a day. These books tend to be about 40,000 words and then have it done months before it's supposed to be released, go through the edits, get everything uploaded, 
get all my emails scheduled and then just sit back and forget it's release day like I forget when my birthday is. That's my ideal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Indeed. I love it. All right, so our uh, card that this we're using this week to inspire our question is the death card. Would you give us a description of death? Absolutely. So upright keywords, endings, change, transformation, and transition. Reversed, it's resistance to change, personal transformation, or an inner purging. So in the old-timey tarot, the death card is the messenger of death, a skeleton dressed in black armor riding a white horse. It represents the part of the body which survives long after life has left. And armor is the invincibility that death will come no matter what. Or, yes. <laughs> it's the invincibility <laughs> and... No, no it's it the invincibility. invincibility. Ah, okay. And that death will come no matter what. All right. Yes, so I love this card. I love that it doesn't necessarily mean physical death all the time, but it's just about endings and beginnings, birth and rebirth, change and transformation. So this card whenever I do like weird tarot things, I actually enjoy just because it means something new is on the horizon and it something is chaos. coming to a close. The tower means chaos. This is pretty like... Change means chaos to me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't um, have to mean chaos. No. Yeah. So our question that we wanted to talk about was how do we craft character arcs? Because those, for the majority of us, involve the character changing from being one person to being another person or some aspect of themselves changing letting go of old beliefs like letting the old things that serve them die and becoming a new version of themselves and the scene that immediately pops to mind when we talk about this is the last scene um ryan the last dragon or not like the last scene but like the major big ending scene so spoiler alert if you have not seen this movie the character throughout the whole story is a loner for the most part she resists anyone helping her joining her she accidentally gathers a little found family that refuses to leave her for their own purposes and there's one girl woman at the by the end of the story because they start out as girls They start to build a friendship, but because of their parents' different goals, the other woman, the other girl, betrays Raya. They break the world, literally, and they have to overcome the past and trust each other to not all die. And in this scene, person has a piece of the magic, and they have to give it up to one person to put it back together. And Raya gives it up to her former enemy and says, you need to do this, gives her full trust. Let's go of all that bitterness and hatred and to change the world. And they succeed. And that, like, I cry every time that scene happens because that level of trust, that level of letting that those old hatreds and expectations die and say, hey, like, we're going to try and do something different is so powerful. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I Yeah, that's like a perfect example of just a really good character arc and showing how you can put someone in a corner where they have to face their true selves and which direction are they going to go. And everything leading up to that point makes you think that this character is not going to let it go. But when they do, you're not 
shocked or surprised mm-hmm. or angry about it because it's a change, a transformation that happens within the character that brings them up to another level. It brings them up to another level of respect almost. So I really like that because that's a really good example of a character change that you almost are, as a watcher of that, you're almost like, I don't know if she's going to do this. I can't believe she's going to do this. And then she does, and you're like, that's a natural Mm-hmm. acceptable because you've seen her start to trust the other characters that she doesn't have mm-hmm. a history with you see her them prove to her that they can be trusted and with her the girl that she is that she's been like enemies with for so long there's been tiny moments where they've both saved each other in small ways or trusted each other in small ways where there's been that hint that this could go differently if we decide to change mm-hmm. and so uh, when plotting something like that, those are the aspects that you want to ensure that you put in. The facets of how this decision can be made by showing it, show that she puts mm-hmm. her trust in these other characters, show that these two characters have a history together where they've been put at strange odds where they've had to help each other so that when it happens later on, you know that, yes, this is a natural natural thing or a natural step to take. So in my mind, if I were crafting a character like that, I would probably do that in the plotting phase because for me, I'm not a pantser. I like to have my scenes set forward. So as I'm going through it, I'd be thinking about what's that ultimate change going to be at the end and then I would try to go back and appropriately balance that within the plot structure yeah and this is where I find the lie the character believes is so useful because that is the change I want for them to go from the lie they believe to the truth and Mm -hmm. so for the big lie specifically was you can't trust the other tribes basically i forget what but specifically you can't trust that tribe and that person and i forget i think they i can't remember if they were claw or tail i don't remember but and then she goes uh to believe and like and like only like i'm the only one who can fix what was broken like those are her two beliefs and by the time we get to the end of the story she learns i can't fix things alone and you have to trust people to be able, like to change the way things were. And so when you have those two points, like where you're coming from and where you're going, then you get to see, okay, what are the little touch points? Like, it's not like we're going to do a 180 all at once. That's not believable. How do we turn 10 degrees, 10 degrees? What little things can she learn that are going to build up to the big change? Almost like thinking about it through like your character being this agent of change she has this internal need for change at the beginning but it's within the confines of the external foundations that are set up and it doesn't happen until the end that change agent that's been internal externalizes and she has to change the way of thinking the way of the world working in her mind and in other minds where these tribes are not separate tribes, but everyone is together. Everyone has to work together. Everyone has to put trust in people that they've been told for centuries are the bad guys. Or So it's almost your conflict is where your character recognizes that they're that agent of change, but they're still working within the confines of the, the 
imposing external. And it took this whole time for her to break down that piece and to accept that as an agent of change, she has to change everything. Yeah, I agree. I do want to just mention that not all stories will have a character arc this intense. Some characters are relatively static on purpose, and a lot of those are going to be your episodic mystery of the week kind of characters. Columbo's the one coming to mind. I'm also, I can also picture uh, Lee Child's Jack Reacher. Um, Those characters do not change. They're not meant to change. They're meant to be the same person every story, and so it doesn't matter where you pick the story up. The character is always going to be the same And there's nothing wrong with that. That's a very good and useful style of story. But for Mm -hmm. stories where the character arc is important, these are how we look at it. Yeah. So like in in Nerds serial, our characters aren't really having like major character arcs or character growths. We have the bumbling idiot who's the main character. The only real big arc, quote unquote, that he's had has just been learning his role (laughs) which isn't really an arc. It's just learning how to do something. But I could see this going on and on where these characters aren't necessarily changing because the story is driven by like the absurdity of it all. The fact that these characters are so different and they have to work together. One arc we are going through is like a relationship arc. And I can see like how you can do these little tiny arcs that don't really drastically change your character but it still gives some vibrance to that character so we get to see a facet of that character grow but ultimately that character doesn't change over time yeah my question for our listeners this week are how do you look at character change and arc and what tools do you use Thank you so much for joining us this week and every week. We are about to go record our Patreon-only episode, which focuses on business, where this week we will be talking about how do you prepare to transition to full-time writing from a day job. If you would like to have access to that episode and many more, you can... uh, you can come on over to www.patreon.com slash writeawaypodcast. Uh, and we will see you next week. See you later.